اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم سورت یاسین right at the beginning of سورت یاسین اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی takes an oath by the Quran that is الحکیم والقرآن الحکیم the Quran that is wise that is perfect meaning it is worthy of being followed إِنَّكَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ Indeed you, O Prophet wasallam, are surely a messenger. Meaning, no matter how much your people deny you, that does not change the facts. The reality is that you are a messenger who is عَلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ Upon the straight path. So if anyone wishes to be on the straight path, if anyone wishes to attain Allah's pleasure, then he must follow the footsteps of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because what is he upon? What is he teaching? Tanzeel al-Aziz al-Rahim, the revelation of the one who is mighty and the one who is merciful. And this Qur'an has been given to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why? لِتُنْزِرَ قَوْمًا مَّا أُنْزِرَ آبَاؤُهُمْ فَهُمْ غَافِلُونَ It has been sent in order to wake those up who are living in heedlessness, in negligence. Why are they in negligence and heedlessness? Because they do not know. But the fact is that even though the Prophet ﷺ is reciting the Qur'an to the people, majority of them, la yu'minun, they do not believe. And then a description of their stubbornness, of their pride is given that how, إِنَّا جَعَلْنَا فِي أَعْنَاقِهِمْ أَغْلَالًا فَهِيَ إِلَى الْأَذْقَانِ فَهُمْ مُقْمَحُونَ That how in the necks of these people are chains, are fetters, binding their necks with their hands and these chains or these locks are up to their chins so they're unable to even move their head down they're unable to humble themselves even a little bit وَجَعَلْنَا مِن بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ سَدًّا وَمِن خَلْفِهِمْ سَدًّا فَأَغْشَيْنَاهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يُبْصِرُونَ Before them is a barrier, behind them is a barrier so they cannot see وَسَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ أَأَنذَرْتَهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنذِرْهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ It is the same whether you warn them or you do not warn them they are not going to believe Why? Because they are blinded by their own bias. They are blinded by their own arrogance. They are blinded with their own stubbornness. So even though the truth is right before them, they do not see. And the fact is that a person who has closed his eyes, then light does not benefit him. A person who has closed his ears, then good words do not benefit him. And such is the state of these people that the Prophet is before them, the Qur'an is hakim, but they do not find guidance from it. إِنَّمَا تُنْذِرُ مَنِ اتَّبَعَ الذِّكْرَ وَخَشِيَ الرَّحْمَانَ بِالْغَيْبِ So the warning of the Qur'an, the warning of the Messenger can only benefit the one who follows the dhikr, meaning the Qur'an, and he fears Allah, Ar-Rahman, even when the person is bil-ghayb, meaning alone. فَبَشِّرْهُ بِمَغْفِرَةٍ وَأَجْرٍ كَرِيمٍ So give such a person the good news of forgiveness and a noble reward from Allah. So these ayat make it very clear that the Qur'an is from Allah, it is worthy of being followed. The Messenger wasallam is upon the truth, but the reality is that majority of the people do not believe and the reason for that is their own stubbornness and their own bias. Because it is only people who want the truth, people who really believe in Allah, people who really fear Allah, who will find benefit from the Qur'an. So for such people, there is forgiveness and there is a noble reward. And then there is a warning that up until when can a person ignore the truth? 
Up until when can a person avoid or not think about the truth? Because inna nahnu nuhyi al-mawta wa naktubu ma qaddamu wa atharahum. The fact is that Allah will resurrect those who are dead. And right now, what is happening? Everything the people are doing and everything they're leaving behind is being recorded. In addition to what has already been recorded in the Imam Mubin, meaning in the Lawhul Mahfuz. So all the records are there. People's actions, their crimes, all of them are recorded. So where can a person run away? How can a person run away from Allah? He will eventually have to face the consequences of his deeds. Now in the following verses we see an example from history is being given. Because when people deny the truth of the Qur'an, even though the hikmah of the Qur'an, the perfection of the Qur'an is explicit before them, it's evident before them. They deny the Messenger wasallam, even though his honesty, his, his truthfulness, his reliability is evident to them, then another proof is being given to them so that they can believe. And that proof is from history. So ayah number 13 onwards, we see an example from the past is given over here. So an example from the past is given over here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ And strike for them. Meaning present for them. For who? For the people to whom you have been sent. O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To the people who are in denial. اِضْرِبْ لَهُمْ وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ From the root letters, ba. And the word ضَرْب is to strike. To put forth. To present. Because when something is thrown... It's put before someone. It's presented to them. So, وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ Put forth for them, present to them, مَثَلًا An example. Why an example? In order that they may understand and in order that they may take a lesson. So, give them an example of who? أصحاب القرية أصحاب People of, companions of, inmates of, al-qariyah, of a town. The word ashab is a plural of sahib. And who is sahib? One who has suhba, meaning one who has the companionship of another. So the word sahib is used for a companion, sahaba. Right? Sahaba were who? Companions, meaning those who were given the privilege of being the companions of the Prophet wasallam. They saw him. They believed in him. They were with him. Right? Now the word ashab is also used for inmates, meaning those who are living somewhere, those who are residents of a place. Like for example, we learn about ashabul jannah. The companions of jannah, meaning the inmates of jannah, people who will dwell in jannah. Ashabul nar, the people who will dwell in hellfire. So ashab al qariya, meaning the people who were residents of a qariya, qariya meaning a village, a town, a city. So give them the example of the people of a city. What is this example? Or who were these people? What about them should the Prophet ﷺ mention? إِذْ when جَاءَهَا الْمُرْسَلُونَ جَاءَهَا He came to it. Meaning, he came to the town. Who came to the town? المرسلون. The messengers, those who were sent. Mursalun is a plural of Mursal. And who is Mursal? One who has been sent by another. And what does that imply? First of all, it implies that they have been sent by someone. They didn't come themselves. So the Prophet ﷺ was called a Mursal. إِنَّكَ لَمِنَ 
Mursaleen. So what does that mean? That Allah is the one who sent him. Secondly, the word Mursal, it implies that the one who has been sent has been sent for a purpose, with a message. Alright? So the Prophet ﷺ was sent with the Qur'an. Over here, إِذْ جَاءَهَا mursalun, The Mursaloon came to that city. The question is, who sent them? And secondly, what did they bring? This ayah or this story has been understood in two ways. Alright? Firstly, we learn that because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not mentioned the name of this town and the name of the messengers, then we should leave it exactly as that. Because if there was any benefit for us in knowing what this town was, who these people were, which prophets these were, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have certainly mentioned that. Or at least the Prophet ﷺ would have mentioned that. So when the names are not given, we don't need to focus on the names. What we need to focus on is the example, the story, the parts that are relevant that are mentioned over here. Secondly, we see that it has also been suggested that this city... This qarya was of Antakya. Antakya. Alif noon. Ta alif. Antakya. Kafya tamurbuta. Alright? Antakya or Antioch. A-N-T-I-O-C-H. Alright? And they said that the Mursaloon, the messengers, were sent by Isa alayhi salam. So this is a story from the time of who? Isa alayhi salam. Alright? And they were Mursalun, meaning they were from the Hawariyun, from the disciples of Isa salam. Some people, Isa salam, he sent them to the town of Antioch, Antakya. Alright? Why? In order to spread the word. In order to take the message of Isa salam to that city. This is similar to how the Prophet wasallam did he send letters of Dawah to the neighboring empires? He did. So likewise, Isa salam also, he sent Mursaloon. Right? Now one may wonder that why is the word Mursaloon being sent for the companions of Isa salam? How could they be messengers? Well, they're not messengers in the way that Isa salam was a messenger or Muhammad wasallam was a messenger. But they were messengers in the sense that they were the messengers of the messenger of Allah. Alright? They were the messengers of the messenger of Allah. So, وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ مَثَلًا أَصْحَابَ الْقَرْيَةِ إِذْ جَاءَهَا الْمُرْسَلُونَ When the messengers came to the city, what happened then? إِذْ when أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَيْهِمْ When we sent to them, to who? To the people of this town. How many messengers? إِثْنَيْن Two messengers. Now either these two messengers are two prophets that Allah sent. Who are these prophets? What are their names? We do not know. Or these were two messengers sent by who? Isa alayhi salam. And again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, we sent them because Isa alayhi salam would only send these messengers at the command of Allah. Right? Because Isa alayhi salam was to deliver the message to the people. So if he's sending his envoys... His emissaries, that is also at the command of Allah. So, إِذْ أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَيْهِمُ اثْنَيْنِ We sent two messengers to them. But what happened? فَكَذَّبُوهُمَا But they denied both of them. The people of that town denied both of the messengers. So what happened? فَعَزَّزْنَا So we strengthened 
بِثَالِثٍ with a third Meaning we strengthen those two messengers with a third messenger The word عَزَّزْنَا is from the root letters عَيْن زَي زَي And تَعْزِيز means تَأْيِيد تَعْزِيز is to strengthen عَزَّ is to be mighty, to be strong And عَزَّزَ is to strengthen someone else Alright It is also said تَعَزَّزَ لَحْمُ النَّاقَةِ تَعَزَّزَ The لَحْم of ناقه What is لَحْم? Meat, flesh Alright Of the camel It became تَعَزَّزَ Meaning it became tough Alright It became hard This is due to age Or due to a lot of physical activity And this is something very common in animals Alright Baby animals Their meat is very soft and tender Alright But as an animal grows older and it becomes more active, then the meat becomes harder, tougher, darker. Alright? So, فَعَزَّزْنَا بِثَالِثٍ Meaning we strengthen those two prophets with a third prophet. Alright? Or those two people that were sent by Isa a.s. They were strengthened with who? With a third one whom Isa a.s. sent. Why? Because the two were denied. And what happened? All of these prophets, فَقَالُوا So they said, إِنَّا إِلَيْكُمْ مُرْسَلُونَ Indeed, we are to you, مُرْسَلُونَ Ones who have been sent. What do we see over here? More messengers were sent when the denial was intense. This is similar to how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent two messengers to Fir'aun. Right? Musa a.s. was to be sent alone. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Musa a.s. And Musa a.s. said, I'm afraid to go alone, they're going to deny me. Right? So, give me assistance with my brother. وَأَشْرِكُ فِي أَمْرِي Include him in my matter, meaning, let me share this responsibility with him. Why? Because when a responsibility is shared, then it becomes easier. Doesn't it? If there is a heavy task, a very important task that is laid on your shoulders, that you have to do all by yourself, does it become difficult? Yes. Just the thought that you have to do it all by yourself makes it more difficult. Doesn't it? But the moment you realize that you can actually share the work with somebody else, or at least you can take their input, you can discuss it with them, then the matter becomes easier. So over here we see that where the denial was intense, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent more messengers. In Surah Taha, ayah 29 to 32, the example of Musa alayhi salam is given. That when he prayed that Harun alayhi salam be made his assistant, وَجَعَلِّي وَزِيرًا مِّنْ أَهْلِي هَارُونَ أَخِي أُشْدُدْ بِهِ أَزْرِي Strengthen me with him. Meaning give me strength through him. So what happened? The prophets or the messengers of Allah, the three messengers or the three messengers of Isa alayhi salam, what happened? They said to the people, Inna ilaykum mursalun. We have been sent to you. What was the response of the people? Qalu, they said, Ma antum. Ma not. Antum you are. Inna except basharun. Men. Human beings. People. Mithluna like us. They said, you are just people like us. Meaning, what makes you better than us? What makes you superior to us? You're just human beings, just as we are human beings. So how could you be a prophet? 
So basically they could not understand how a prophet could be a human being. Is this something that people of Makkah also said to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam? Right? They said that if Allah wanted to send a messenger, he would have sent an angel. So, مَا أَنْتُمْ إِلَّا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُنَا And then they said, وَمَا and not أَنزَلَ Rahman, The Most Merciful has sent مِنْ شَيْءٍ anything. Allah al-Rahman has not revealed anything. Meaning there is no revelation. Allah has never revealed. God has never sent any revelation ever. And then they went on, إِنْ أَنْتُمْ إِنْ not أَنْتُمْ يُوْ إِلَّا إِكْسَبْتْ تَكْذِبُونَ You all are lying. They accused all three mursaloon of lying. I mean, if you think about it, one person, okay, maybe he's lying. But three people? How could they be lying? In antum illa takdibun. They denied the messengers. Now we see over here that these are the standard claims that every messenger faced, or allegations that every messenger faced, including Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And over here we see the reasons for the denial of the people are given. That why is it that they denied their prophets? Firstly, because of their pride, because of their arrogance. And in the previous verses, a description of the pride, the stubbornness of the people was given. Right? And over here, also it is mentioned that it was basically their pride that prevented them from believing. How do we see that they were proud? Because they said to the prophets, you're only human. You're only human. Meaning, what makes you better than us? How are you superior to us? In Surah Furqan, Ayah 7 also it is mentioned, وَقَالُوا مَا لِهَذَا الرَّسُولِ يَأْكُلُ الطَّعَامُ وَيَمْشِي فِي الْأَسْوَاقِ لَوْ لَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مَلَكٌ فَيَكُونَ مَعَهُ نَذِيرًا What kind of a prophet is this that he eats food and he walks in the market? How come an angel has not been sent with him to be a warner by his side? In Surah Isra, Ayah 94 also it is mentioned, وَمَا مَنَعَ النَّاسَ أَن يُؤْمِنُوا إِذْ جَاءَهُمُ الْهُدَى إِلَّا أَن قَالُوا أَبَعَثَ اللَّهُ بَشَرًا رَسُولًا Many people, they were prevented from believing. Why? Because they said, how could a human being be a prophet? In Surah Al-Taghabun, Ayah 6, it is said, ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُ كَانَتْ تَأْتِيهِمْ رُسُلُهُمْ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ فَقَالُوا أَبَشَرٌ يَهْدُونَنَا the people said, will human beings guide us? Will human beings be messengers? Meaning, how could a human being be a prophet? But as we have learned before, why would Allah not send a human messenger? Why not? Because if Allah would send an angel messenger, would that be problematic? Would that create difficulties? Yes. I mean, think about it. As human beings, when we see anything that is different than us, do we feel any kind of apprehension or fear or uneasiness? Something so normal. Forget about another creation, right? Strangers even. Or sometimes people from a different ethnicity, different race, different background, who speak a different language. Do we feel uncomfortable around them? We do. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent human messengers because humans are the best guide for humans. They're the best role models for humans. They're the best example for humans. And secondly, we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only sent humans as messengers, but He selected uh, prophets from within the nations that the prophets were sent to. Why? Because it's easier for people to believe when they're familiar with the prophet. 
Another reason that is given over here for their denial is that the people said ما أنزل الرحمن من شيء They rejected the concept of revelation altogether. They said God has never sent any revelation. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-An'am ayah 91 that وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ إِذْ قَالُوا مَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ عَلَى بَشَرٍ مِنْ شَيْءٍ They did not give Allah the right that He deserves you know, of, of being duly respected when they said that Allah has not revealed anything. Because if Allah has created man, then Allah certainly sent guidance for that man also. And when people say that Allah did not send revelation, what are they attributing to Allah? Injustice. What are they attributing to Allah? Unfairness. Because it would be unfair to create man and leave him to fend for himself. So Allah created us and He also sent guidance for us. Then the third thing that's mentioned over here is that the people accused the prophets of lying. Now, this is something very hurtful. When any person accuses you of lying, is this hurtful? Is this hurtful? It's very hurtful. When you know you're speaking the truth, you're not making things up, right? And you're being as honest as possible, as truthful, as clear as possible. And the other person doesn't believe you, they don't trust you, they accuse you of lying. And this is especially hurtful when you have a reputation of being honest. The Prophet ﷺ, what was he known as? He was known as the Sadiq, the truthful. The person who was known famous for his truthfulness. Right? And we see that in the Meccan society, in the Arab society, truthfulness was very, very important. It was something that people attached great importance to, great value to. You know, the Sahaba would say that they did not even know what lying was. They wouldn't lie. A man would not lie. Meaning a man who was a good man, a person who was a good person, could never, could never lie. So, in Antum illa takdibun, this is something, through the story, the Prophet ﷺ is also being comforted. That the Prophets before you were also accused of lying. But even if people accuse you of lying, you know that you're not a liar. Qalu, they said. The prophets, the mursaloon, they responded. That Rabbuna, our Lord, Ya'lamu, He knows. Our Lord knows that inna ilaykum lamursaloon. That indeed we have surely been sent to you. We are messengers to you. Now we see over here in the statement, a lot of emphasis. Right? This is a very powerful statement that Rabbuna ya'lamu God knows our Lord knows that inna indeed we ilaykum lamursalun surely we are messengers to you and notice the lam lamursalun this lam what does it imply a qasm an oath that wallahi Allah knows that surely we are messengers to you so we see that they respond with similar emphasis to counter the intense denial. The people denied them so intensely, they said, you are lying, you're making all of this up. How could you be a prophet? You are only human beings. How could you be prophets when God has never sent any revelation? But the prophets, they are undeterred. They respond with similar emphasis. Now, in this ayah is also a lesson 
And what is that lesson? That if people accuse you of lying, you don't have to believe those people. If people tell you that you are something that you are not, you don't have to feel guilty. You really don't have to feel guilty. Be confident of who you are, of what you are. We can't always expect you know, support from people. There will always be people who will question our sincerity, our integrity, our credibility, our truthfulness. They will always criticize us. We will always find haters and supporters. So just because someone is accusing us, that doesn't mean we begin to feel sorry for ourselves or we begin to doubt ourselves or question ourselves. You know, for example, the Qur'an People have criticized the Qur'an from the beginning. They have raised objections against the Qur'an from the beginning. So does that mean that we also question the Qur'an? We also have doubts about the Qur'an? No. When Allah says that this is Qur'an that is Hakim, when Allah says that إِنَّكَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ Then let the people say what they say. We don't need to feel guilty about our Islam. We don't need to doubt our Islam. We don't need to doubt our faith. We need to be confident about it. And look at the confidence and the faith in the words of these mursaloon. They said, رَبُّنَا يَعْلَمُ إِنَّا إِلَيْكُمْ لَمُرْسَلُونَ You can say whatever you want, but Allah knows the truth. You can accuse us of whatever you want, but Allah knows the truth. And this is also a lot of comfort. That when we do face ridicule, then we console ourselves by turning to who? By turning to Allah. That even if everybody denies, then Allah knows. Allah knows that I am upon the truth. In Surah Al-Ankabut, Ayah 52, قُلْ كَفَى بِاللَّهِ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكُمْ شَهِيدًا Say, Allah is sufficient as a witness between me and you. He knows the truth. And He is sufficient as a witness. When Allah knows the truth, then I don't need to fear those who reject me. وَمَا عَلَيْنَا And the Prophet said, وَمَا and not عَلَيْنَا on us, meaning our duty is nothing except, إِلَّا except الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ الْبَلَاغ notification, that is المبين, that is clear. Meaning our duty is just to convey the message to you in clear terms. بَلَاغ بَلَاغ is from the root letters, بَلَامْ غَيْن بَلَغَ is to reach the end, the finality of something. Like for example, to reach the end of a journey. Alright? And from this, the word balagh is used for notification. To deliver the message. Like the Prophet ﷺ was told in the Qur'an, بَلِّغْ مَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ Convey whatever has been revealed to you. Alright? So over here, the Prophet said, وَمَا عَلَيْنَا إِلَّا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ Our responsibility is to only convey the message to you. The message that we have been sent with. That is our responsibility. And what you do thereafter is not our responsibility. Then your matter is with Allah. In Surah Al-Rad, Ayah 40, it is said, فَإِنَّمَا عَلَيْكَ الْبَلَاغُ وَعَلَيْنَا الْحِسَابُ Your duty, O Prophet, is to convey. And our, our role is to call people to account. So what do we see over here? The Prophet's were never sent to compel and force people to believe. This is against the sunnah of Allah. This is against the way of Allah. The prophets never forced people to believe. They conveyed the message to them. They conveyed the warning to them. 
they didn't hide anything they didn't water it down they didn't make it appear as very pleasing no they stated the facts they conveyed the truth even if it hurt the people you know hurt their feelings all right they conveyed the truth because the truth sometimes hurts right we don't want to be told that we are wrong if we're doing something that may have mistakes we don't want to hear about them so the prophets they didn't shy away from conveying the truth they conveyed the truth but they never forced people to believe because their duty was to convey now we see over here that the message of the mursalun what was the message of the mursalun is it mentioned in these verses what is the message that the prophets conveyed to the people is that mentioned over here no why because it's as if people never paid attention to the message as soon as these mursalun came and they said we have been sent to you we have a message to deliver they didn't even bother to pay attention to what that message was they said no way you couldn't be a prophet no way and this is exactly how the mushrikeen of makkah responded to muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam they ignored the message and they denied him in their pride they said you couldn't be a messenger how could you be a messenger they ignored his message and we see that whoever did pay attention to the message that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam brought did they believe did they believe yes we see for example you know so many times the mushrikeen would go and warn the visitors in makkah that there is a man over here he's a poet he's a magician he's this he's that don't listen to him and people would come into makkah all conscious you know that accidentally also we cannot hear muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam but then those who said that no we must at least see for ourselves they went and they heard the quran from the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam they were seeking the truth they removed they put their bias aside did they recognize the truth yes and those who did not recognize the truth despite hearing the quran what is it that prevented them it was their own pride so wama alayna illa albalaghul mubin the prophet said our duty is just to convey let's listen to the recitation wadrib lahum mathalan ashab alqaryati idh jaa'aha almursalun idh arsalna ilayhimu thnayn fakadhabuhuma fa'azzazna bithalifin faqalu فَقَالُوا إِنَّا إِلَيْكُمْ مُرْسَلُونَ قَالُوا مَا أَنْتُمْ إِلَّا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُنَا وَمَا أَنْزَلَ الرَّحْمَنُ مِنْ شَيْءٍ إِنْ أَنْتُمْ إِلَّا تَكْذِبُونَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَا يَعْلَمُ إِنَّا إِلَيْكُمْ لَمُرْسَلُونَ وَمَا عَلَيْنَا 